0: All right, day 255. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith.
1: This is Beth.
0: And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're here in Luke chapter nine. Beth, where are we? What's <laughs> oh, been going on? It's been so good. Man, yeah. this
1: is you're going to see, of course, the commissioning. You're going to see the feeding yep. of the five thousand. Mm. you're going to see this glorious confession of uh, of the Messiah from Peter. Mm. And what we can't miss is, of course, this is where he begins to say in verse twenty one after Peter has, has uh, proclaimed that he is god's messiah it says but he strictly warned and instructed them to tell this to no one and saying it is necessary that the son of man suffer many things so we already telling him and it's necessary that he be rejected by the elders chief priests and scribes be killed and raised on the third day now what we're not shown here that of course we would see in and Matthew is Peter's just beside himself and rebukes him, and there's yeah. just nothing, you know. There's nothing like rebuking Jesus. Right. It's just like there's just nothing quite like it. He gets into, if you want to follow me, you'll have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and come after me. But let's get there. I'd love to go with you guys to the Transfiguration. Uh, come on, yes. Oh. It just doesn't that's get better thinking. than this. right, yes. Right, right, yes. right, right, I mean, he, so he takes Peter, John, and James, and they go to a in the in the King James uh, rendering the high mountain apart. And I still believe in high mountains apart. I think of events like this. Mm. I still believe in things you go away for the weekend right. for, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that a getaway where you have nothing on your agenda whatsoever except to meet with God, mm, and good. somehow in that place, in through worship and through Bible study, to see something about Him transfigured before you. Right. But oh, here, I mean, here's the real thing the real thing the real deal so yeah it's like almost like i'm just throwing this out there it's just kind of like a metaphor almost like he unzips that 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 body of flesh a little bit and this godness this brilliance Mm -hmm. this dazzling white and but this guys come on i mean here's moses and elijah and they appear talking with with jesus and they're talking about his departure which of course that wording is his exodus right so (laughs) (laughs) what what are you going to do with that because what the three of them have in common is going to be very peculiar um exits all three of them because Mm. we've got we've got elijah who was of course taken up in in a whirlwind we've got moses who god died with god and god buried him and who knows where his body is and then we've got jesus and what he is about to go through and peter awakening and just going like man it's good for us to be here this this i can handle and uh the voice coming down from heaven uh saying this is my son my chosen one listen to him i just love it in in 36 it says something that i think is so powerful for all of us to hear after the voice had spoken jesus was found alone uh one of the other gospels says in King James rendering, that there, no man was seen save Jesus only. Mm. And I, I love that because once we have encountered him, there's, there is no, it could be Moses or Elijah, and there's no comparison. Oh, yeah. As I, these three weren't like, there was like this little group of men that all went together. No, no, no. There's Jesus and there is no one like him. And that everything else, we know we're beginning to see him transfigured. I'm using that as a metaphor now when there is no one like there is no rival.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Especially how he talks about his death and then right after gives him a glimpse of the resurrection. Yes. So that, yo, these two things, they go together. They can't be divorced from one. Okay, Jesus see. is never going to talk about his death without without talking okay, about but the I resurrection. I
1: have never caught that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have never caught yeah, that. Yeah. You are absolutely right, and it's
0: so good too because in nine is where the book begins to shift. Uh-huh. So it's going to say in nine fifty one, when the days were coming to a close for him to be taken up, he determined to journey to yes. Jerusalem. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so from so here, here we is, go. The, is the travel narrative, right? So he yes. performed his ministry. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, all right, we're heading to Jerusalem. I love. It. I'm gonna really show you what this thing is about, right? And one of the things I realized is that Luke Acts is built around Jerusalem. Mm. So Luke, they're heading towards Jerusalem, and then Acts begins. Come on. Yeah. That's they're it. leaving out from Jerusalem, <laughs> right, right. bringing God's blessing to the world. That's amazing. Good, yeah. Keith, yeah. Yeah.
1: That right there will preach. Mm. Ten, when he sends out the seventy-two, I Mm. absolutely love this because this is where he's going to tell them, "I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves." Um, And he tells them, he said, "Boy, you know, if 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 you go into a place where you are not welcome, then you need to just shake the dust from your feet." Listen, I believe in, I, I believe that there is merit in sometimes acting something out. Yesterday morning, I was on a walk in the woods, and I have really got something I need to shake off my feet. Right. A place where I did not feel welcome, and I need to shake it off my feet. And so, Liz, I was out literally in in, in the dirt, uh, stepping in, in the dirt, and then shaking it off, because there's something about that where he gave them something they could do with it. This is... This is what you can do. But one of the things I love best, it says in verse 17, now this is where we're going to see this element of joy come on the page. Right, joy right. is prominent in Luke, prominent mm. in Luke. And what, I, what I'd like to say to, to you guys and to our listeners yeah. is I think it's because the Holy Spirit has a very prominent place in the gospel of Luke. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, John and Keith, I believe that that's the connection. Mm. I believe there is very much... Uh, The association of joy, the joy of the Holy Spirit, where you see the Holy Spirit, you're going to see that joy is going to come closely behind it. Well, they come back to him and they basically say in verse 17, we did it. It happened you're yeah. just like shocked yeah it happened just like you said rejoicing in the what rejo- look. exactly yeah. look and, and it says that you know I, I watched satan fall from from heaven like lightning I, i've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy nothing at all will harm you however don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you but rejoice that your names are in heaven but look look at this next part because it says and at that time he rejoiced in the holy spirit mm it is a big word. It's a big word. It's, it's a big word for rejoicing. It's like if it it were, if it were physical, it would just be like leaping and Mm. and twirling. And what I love, and I I want someone to hear us say this, the delight that Jesus takes in you Mm. when you do what he has called you to do. The reason he said, you don't need to get all caught up. He said, listen, it's not, not because Nobody notices. I notice. Right. You know, I'm high fiving with the father (laughs) over watching you do what I have equipped you and called you to do. So you don't get your big old ego into it. Right. You be dead to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And you just be glad you're in me. But let me tell you, I notice when you do what I have called you to do. Mm. And I think you do it well. Yeah. It just, I love it.
2: Yeah. Same. Yep. Chapter 10 first the start mm. of it there was a part that we glossed over where he just talks about the harvest is plentiful yes but the laborers are few mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and the answer to the lack is not persuading people mm. it's not just convincing folks that they need to get to work Good he time. says the harvest is plentiful the uh, workers are few pray yeah Pray, oh, pray, that's so good. Plead pray. on God, be, be because good, it's not that people are failing to work because they logically don't know what to do. It's that their loves, there's things that are crowding it out. So this is why. Then he's going to get to the parable of the good Samaritan and the rich fool, right? That there are people that have their own comfort. There are people that have money as the source of what they want. And God's saying, unless they're liberated from those things, they're never going to get to work. And slaves are not liberated yeah. through conversations. They're liberated through wars mm, and mm. fighting. And so he's praying. Oh, man.
0: Pray that John, they would that set is free. so good. That is yeah. fire. Gosh, that's good. That's fire. fire. <laughs> that's fire. <laughs> yeah, so in 10, ooh, I got to let it cool a little bit. <laughs> let the mic cool a little bit.
1: We're getting warm in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, in 10, when the Good Samaritan... It's just so oh man, we could spend years on, on that one parable. But Jesus is going to tell all these parables in this travel narrative. Right. In more parables than uh Matthew, Mark, and John. Right. And he's uh functioning as a prophet. So if we remember right. Ezekiel, Isaiah, mm. they used mm-hmm. all of these parables mm-hmm. to tell Israel and God's mm-hmm. people about what God was doing. And Jesus is doing the same thing about the kingdom. Better believe it. And so this the the uh Good Samaritan, it's so much history we can go into, but just I just love the part of compassion that Jesus is trying to show. Right. And my thing is like, man, compassion is where conviction puts on flesh and bones. Yes. Right. We can have this conviction that the poor should be taken care of. We can have conviction about, you know, the marginalized, but compassion, what we're really willing to get our hands and feet dirty uh, shows us. I I, I couldn't
1: agree more. I find it so fascinating, Keith, that, in God's self-disclosure in Exodus 34 way Ah, back when he starts describing himself. Yes. It says, and the Lord came down in a cloud, stood verses, with him yeah. there, proclaimed his name, the Lord, the Lord passed in front of him. Look at the chills coming up on my arms. <laughs> uh, the Lord passed in front yes. of him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord is a compassionate and mm. gracious God that when mm. he goes mm. to describe himself, because I yeah. want to know, what does God think of himself? Right. I know I know what yeah, we see, what other writers right. are saying under the inspiration, God, what Tell us, who are you? Who are you? How do you describe yourself? The very first word he uses for himself is compassionate. Mm. So it and compassion is so critical because because for me, I was praying with someone yesterday and I I reminded her, I said, compassion is going to be your key to forgiveness. Mm, Come on. He goes immediately in that self disclosure into a gracious and forgiving right, God. Right, right, um, right. Because it's key. Anytime we have somebody that we're struggling to forgive, ask God to give us compassion for them. and That will be our road. That, That's so that, good. that paves out the way um for uh for that forgiveness and it's it's so beautiful this whole idea of who is your neighbor mm, mm, um, mm, this carries on we mm, brought mm, up keith we brought up galatians a little earlier about yep, the yep, yep. scripture preaching the gospel beforehand paul brings up there that that this is this is this is the heart of it right. that we would love our neighbor as ourselves
0: mm.
2: amen amen uh yeah it's so much yeah Parable of rich, the Rich Fool. Rich yeah, just you know, an interesting thing about this parable is, once again, you have this guy who has way more than he needs, mm. and throughout the parable, people miss this. It. Yes, it's verse sixteen. A rich man's land was very productive. Look, he thought to himself, mm. and then he goes through all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The word "I" is used like nine times. So he thinks to himself and all he thinks is of himself, he makes the mistake and assumes no, that his not. soul can be satisfied with what he has. And here's yeah. what I love at the end of this. God is an eavesdropper, right? So God's like, back when when I grew up here in Houston, Texas, I had a phone, phone, my own phone line. I'd be on the phone and I would talk and my mom would pick up the phone <laughs> and said, what are you saying, right? right. My mom eavesdrop. was able to eavesdrop into what I thought was a private conversation. Oh, yes. Our thoughts, yes, they may be our own, but they are not private. No. God mm-hmm. picks it up, and then what God says is this listen, tonight's all you have. Yeah. Then who's going to use all of what you have? <laughs> and it's this concept of like, um, unless we look with eyes of eternity. We're blinded to the true oh, value yes. of money mm. and it oh, has too firm of a grip on our hearts. And it's this parable that God's trying to use to yeah set us free from the things that grip our hearts. Oh, yeah, because
1: so he's going right into how to get over our anxiety. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Just yeah, being perfect ready. Pickup, you yeah. know, brothers, one of the things that I think we do have done very, very poorly in discipleship mm-hmm. in our ranks is that we really do not speak in terms of the real estate of the next life mm. of of when he restores all things yes because we really do we live like this is the reality and that's the shadow instead uh, of that this this good. is the shadow that's and that's good. the real. true because yeah. we act like this we better go for this while we can't we hadn't even begun to Uh, go till we uh, go uh, right Mm -hmm. we ain't begun and that's what he's getting into being ready um for his return and uh i i love the emphasis he is putting on interpreting the times yeah
2: Mm -hmm. our father we pray that you would give us eyes to see help us not to confuse shadows for things of true substance father help us to live for something. Help us to live as if there's something better than this life and something that's worse than death. Father, help us to look with eyes of eternity so that we can be firmly fixed and planted useful in the present. Fill us with the compassion that we need to exemplify you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.